Is this all there is? Five words with a question mark, yet those five words have been at the quest of humankind since the beginning of time. And the answer has and always will be elusive. But is there something extremely important about continuing the quest to find out? I'm Barry Kibrick, and I'm so glad you can join me as together we quest in search of transcendence. Between the Lines with Barry Kibrick is made possible in part by Patreon. Patreon helps creators build and run membership businesses, from podcasters to writers, musicians, artists, and more, with tools that allow their fans to become patrons. More information is available at patreon.com. And by Magic Jigsaw Puzzles. Over 25,000 puzzles and different jigsaws every day to solve. Learn more at your app store. And Between the Lines with Barry Kibrick is also made possible by the following contributors. A complete list of funders is available at barrykibrick.com. Transcendence by definition is the realization that you are one small part of a greater whole. That which is greater than the self can be a range of things. It can be humanity itself, nature, the universe, a divine power, or whatever else you might believe in. It doesn't matter what the greater thing is, only that there is something greater than the self. Now, according to Viktor Frankl, he says, transcendence is rooted in our spirituality, and spirituality is the part of humanity that separates us from all other species. One cannot become a fully actualized and whole person without reaching at least self-transcendence. And that requires the individual, us, me, you, to come to a satisfactory conclusion about our place in the higher order of things. Now that's something higher is often divine or spiritual in nature. Many achieve self-transcendence through their faith in God, while others may achieve it through recognition of some system of spirituality or idea of the soul. This faith or spirituality can help individuals find the meaning that will fulfill them and propel them to transcendence. Although today's researchers generally adhere to the idea that spirituality is a must to reach self-transcendence, it is certainly a significant aspect of transcendence for many, and it can vary across a board and broad spectrum of beliefs. The great psychologist Abraham Maslow wrote this, Transcendence refers to the very highest and most inclusive of holistic levels of human consciousness, behaving and relating as ends rather than means to oneself, to significant others, to human beings in general, to other species, to nature, and to the cosmos. 
Now, the great Dr. Oliver Sacks adds, human beings need transcendence to live on a day-to-day basis. It's insufficient for human beings if we don't have it. We need to transcend, transport, escape. We need meaning and understanding and explanation. We need to see over all the patterns in our lives. We need to develop a better understanding of our world and a deeper appreciation for our role in it. That is transcendence. So how does the ordinary person come to the transcendent? We need to tap into the higher self, an archetype with our collective unconscious. By the way, do not think that physicists, scientists, or all sorts of all sorts, and even atheists, do not believe in transcendence. I've had many on my show, and I want to give you some of their thoughts about this elusive topic. Physicists like Gerald Schroeder believes transcendence is the key to developing the deepest of consciousness. The great physicist Leonard Susskind, who challenged Stephen Hawking's about his black hole theories, and Hawking's agreed that Susskind was right, he too was a guest on my show. And as we spoke about our universe living on the edge of a black hole, I asked him, and I have to tell you, this was a funny little moment. I asked him if there was something that exists beyond our universe. Is there something that transcends our universe? And I joked that I didn't think it was a man on a throne with a white beard, which, by the way, when we cut away to him, he was a man in a chair with a white beard. But he actually said this, and this is his response verbatim. It would surely seem so. They cannot deny that something may transcend this universe. They may want to say, I'm not using that as part of my discipline, but that's why the multidiscipline is needed to be brought back into our studies. We need to, as done over centuries ago, recombine philosophy with physics and the other sciences. And the more and more we do that, the more and more we will see the real truth of our universe. And that in itself is a transcendent experience. Now, for two of the most renowned scientists and atheists, I too have been blessed to have them on my show. One is Sam Harris, who personally admits to experience a self-transcendence through mindful meditation. And as a scientist, he lets us know that consciousness cannot be denied and that it too stems from a form of transcendent experience. The proof as a neuroscientist, he says, lies in the fact that you cannot find consciousness in the brain, not at least with any of the tools we have at our disposal today. It in some form lies outside of the brain. Both he and physicist Gerald Schroeder and philosopher Mark Gober all believe that the brain can only act as a receiver for consciousness. And it explains why we all have a similar form of consciousness. Now, Richard Dawkins. This was one of the most exciting moments I had on my show when he was a guest. 
because he shared insights I never would have expected from a self-proclaimed atheist. He told me a few things that blew my mind and I want to share them with you. Despite, listen to these words, these are his. Despite taking other forks in the road, pathways can converge again. So now I'm taking another fork back in the road and back to awe and wonder. In fact, he shared this with me. His most famous book, The Selfish Gene, was not the original title. The publisher, the publisher, excuse me, just thought it would sell more books. But Dawkins' original title was The Immortal Gene. And by the very definition, immortal implies some form of transcendence. We all can regard ourselves as exquisitively improbable, said Dawkins. He says it's not the facts that matter. What matters is the way in which we are encovered, encouraged to discover them. And when a man like that says that, I have to say to myself, I must be encouraged to discover. That's why I want to share this topic with you today. Now, to one degree or another, every human being embodies matter and spirit in various guises and spends his or her lifetime juggling the two in order to establish some form of an equilibrium. The key to seeking this feeling of transcendence is found on so many levels. Again, as I mentioned before, from deep religious feelings to spirituality and to the awe of discovering. Experiencing and awe not only are religious, but they are that something intangible and intuitive, and that is what's important. Our bodies may be individuated, but our unconsciousness constitute a part of the collective of the cosmic whole, a cosmic function, a function to contribute something valuable to the world's welfare invites humans to strive for something beyond their horizon. Rabbi David Wolpe, another guest on my show, says this about faith. Faith, not blind faith or bigoted faith, but faith that pushes us to be better, to give more of ourselves, to see glimmers of transcendence scattered throughout our lives. Such faith is both an achievement and a gift. Stephen Barr, who wrote the wonderful book, Modern Physics, Ancient Faith, he writes these words, and again, I want to share them with you. We cannot peek behind the veil. By the definition of faith, if you proved God, you killed faith. What science has shown is that the most beauty and order in nature is hidden from our eyes. You see, the universe, for all in immensity, knows nothing and understands nothing, while our thoughts and our understanding can reach from one end of the cosmos to the other. The vastness of the universe may actually underline rather than contradict the importance of human life. 
in the scheme of nature. The brain does not interfere or even infer that the existence of the mind is there. The mind infers the existence of the brain. In fact, Stephen Hawking even asked this question. A theory of physics is just a set of rules and equations. What is it that breathes fire into the equations and makes a universe for them to describe? And he wrote that in his book, The Grand Design. So at first, many people think he was contradicting the existence of a grand designer, and he is, but that the design itself is so grand. I also had one of, I, I have to say, one of the most memorable moments on my show was with Mickey Hart, the co-founder of The Grateful Death. Uh, the Grateful Death, isn't that funny? The Grateful Dead, and also a past guest. He believes that the chief function of music is to involve people in life because music is the thing that lets us go beyond culture and music is the vehicle, another vehicle for transcendence. So the point of spirituality is to break the boundaries of reason and ego. Turning points are moments of transcendence. Transcendence is that chart of spiritual progress. Transcendence happens when you embrace the life that you have. Thomas More writes this, the secret of finding the sacred in ordinary life is not in applying moralism to current affairs, but in grasping the inherent profundity and spirituality of every situation. Every human life is a profound mystery. Deep and invisible currents make us who we are, and the world around us is full of secret intentions and laws. And when we spoke after our discussion, he said these words to me, transcendence is a refuge where we can retire for strength when the battle of life grows hard. Life is a wondrously complex problem for the individual until someday in a moment of illumination, we awaken to the great realization that can make it simple. Never quite simple, but always a little simpler. That's one of the keys that I have been working on right now for, for literally quite a few months, and that is to just make things a little simpler. What does that have to actually do with transcendence? Even I'm not exactly sure, but I get a sense that when we break down things into a simpler form, it, it sort of relieves us of our burdens and allows us to see outside of ourselves. Now, there are a thousand mysteries of right and wrong that have baffled the wise men and women of the ages. There are depths in the great fundamental questions of the human race that no philosophy has ever uncovered. In all nature, the wonders of the scene are dwarfed into insignificance 
when compared to the majesty and the glory of the unseen. In a thousand ways, nature constantly seeks to lead us to a keener and deeper realization of the power and the wonder of the invisible. Life is a state of constant radiation and absorption. Remember, to exist is to radiate. To exist is to be the recipient of radiation. I've used that a few times in a few shows, but nothing is more truer than that. Robert Green, a guest who I've had on so many times and fell in love with him, he talks like this about transcendence. If we are honest with ourselves, he says, we must admit that there is some truth to the concept of faith. I mentioned the philosopher Mark Gober before. He adds, you are not connected to this higher power in the present if your mind is weighed down with emotions. That's why so many of the people such as Sam Harris and others do believe in a form of meditation, whether it is transcendental meditation or the type of meditation where you actually focus in on what's going around you. Uh, it seems to help get us out of our head. Personally, I shared with you before in earlier episodes, I still have a lot of trouble with meditation, but I cannot deny I've seen it and it does seem to elevate people to another level. So I do my own little thing. It's a, a moment of meditation. I, I mentioned this once before. Maybe you can try that. Maybe even the old-fashioned observing of a Sabbath, simply taking a day off from all the routine could do it. Now, to go back to science. What's interesting is what quantum mechanics brings into the picture. It shatters common sense and puts literal materialism into question. So many physicists believe that we cannot truly understand quantum physics without introducing consciousness into it. Now, the Nobel laureate Max Planck, one of the fathers of quantum physics, says this, I regard consciousness as fundamental. I regard matter as derivative from consciousness. Now, I mentioned Sam Harris before, the neuroscientist, and on my show, he said, consciousness is unquestionably known. There is nothing about a brain studied at any scale that even suggests that it might harbor consciousness. So where is consciousness? Again, that right now seems to be what makes up the body of the transcendent. Physicists have only identified less than 4% of the matter that makes up the universe. So basically, we have no idea how the universe works. We don't know how physical, seemingly unconscious matter creates a non-physical consciousness. I don't even know what that really means. It's such a strange thought. But there is a strong correlation between brain activity and conscious experience. Perhaps consciousness exists independently of the brain and the body. 
and the brain is merely a filtering mechanism. Physicist Gerald Schroeder believes that brain is the receiver of consciousness. The brain is simply a self-localization of consciousness. Richard Feynman says, we cannot make this mystery go away. So let's review for a few seconds some of these, these thoughts. Transcendence is this ability to get out of our self and into what we like to think is a higher state of consciousness. On the cosmic level, transcendence is what exists outside of the universe. For the most part now, as I mentioned earlier, physicists may not like to use that term of transcendence because they have to be involved with what actually is the material world. But as I told you, quantum mechanics is now beginning to shift that thought. So where does it all play out for us, for the individual, for the society? I talked in earlier episodes about this connection between the individual and the societies that we, we live in. And there's no doubt that this deep connection is a form of transcendence. But how do we get to experience it on a more regular basis? I have to admit, I have not been able to do so. I've read so many books on it. I keep going back to it. I keep wanting to relax and quiet my mind so that I can feel that transcendence. And I know from your emails and, and, and the letters you leave me on my YouTube channel and the notes you, you write me in texts and however else you respond, you're feeling this same way. So I'm still confused. I did this episode not because I thought it would lift the veil, so to speak, but because I truly believed we need to continue to think about it. Our time is up, but I will for certain stay in touch and tell you how to do so with me. I am Barry Kibrick. I chose transcendence as a topic to talk with you because by its nature, it raises so many questions. And I would love to hear your take on it. So please send them to me at barry at barrykibrick.com. And I'm telling you, if you do that, I will respond to every single email personally. And if I don't have the answer, I'll try to steer you somewhere where you can find it. You can also find out more information about this topic on my podcast. Just search my name at your favorite podcast provider because I'm going to be adding more information that I didn't have a chance to cover here in this episode. Also, 
check out my website at barrykibrick.com. There's a lot of material there that you might enjoy. Could be transcripts, could be old shows that you, that in fact, I'll tell you, posted there are some of my shows with Mark Gober and with Robert Green and with Sam Harris. So if you do want to see their particular take, it'll be a, a good way that you can absorb what we were talking about and get that different perspective. So I look forward to being with you again. And until then, whether we are created by a grand design or simply evolved out of a primordial soup, it would all be a miracle that would be filled with ore and surely transcend everything and anything in the universe. To become part of the Between the Lines family, go to barrykibrick.com. There you can join our book club, participate in Q&As, catch past episodes, listen to Barry's podcasts, read his blog, and experience exclusive online features, all at barrykibrick.com. Between the Lines with Barry Kibrick is made possible in part by Patreon. Patreon helps creators build and run membership businesses, from podcasters to writers, musicians, artists, and more, with tools that allow their fans to become patrons. More information is available at patreon.com. And by Magic Jigsaw Puzzles. Over 25,000 puzzles and different jigsaws every day to solve. Learn more at your app store. And Between the Lines with Barry Kibrick is also made possible by the following contributors. A complete list of funders is available at barrykibrick.com. Thank you.